Hey, welcome to the LOA podcast. Chris and Nicole Dubinke here, and we are so excited to chat so with you excited. guys today. Um, as you guys already know, school has kicked back in, summer is over, we're all back into reality, and um, I would just have to say we learned a lot at the very end of our summer. We yeah. spent two weeks in Finland, and usually we take guests with us. And um, this summer we did not take guests with us and it was amazing not having to host anyone. Not that that's trouble to us, we absolutely love hosting people. But, um, you know, being able to get away, it showed us how how lost we were in our time. In the busy. Yeah, in the busyness that we really didn't have any time for the important things. Yeah. Which is obviously our marriage, our children, and then everything else. Um, and even though we know that when you separate and you are able to like breathe and see and not be bombarded with the chaos of life going around, um, you're able to see clearly like, wow, we're, we're missing this. Wow, we need this. And I was telling Chris, I remember before we were leading up to Finland, a few months I had been on this big Sabbath kick mm -hmm. and I was studying about it and I kept sending him these messages like, hey, here's a message about the Sabbath, or hey... This Why don't you explain to them what the Sabbath is, just for... Um, so, Sabbath is... Um, it's a biblical truth that God asks us to do. He, you know, he himself did it in creation. On the seventh day, he rested. And then he also gave the... Um, the children of Israel. Ch children of Israel. Blah, the Ten Commandments. And it is one of the Ten Commandments to rest. And it was a really big deal, actually. If you study the Sabbath, um, you know, you could be killed for not Sabbathing. Okay, like it was a really, really big deal. In the deal. Old Testament, and not it today. it was considered a sin <laughs> yeah. not to, to not Sabbath. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was considered a sin. So, you know, we look at the Ten Commandments and we're like, oh, you know, you shouldn't envy, you shouldn't kill, you shouldn't commit adultery and all these different things. And then when we get to Sabbath, we're like, that's oh, not that big of a deal. I don't need to. I'll rest later. But really, it, there's something so biblical about it and a refreshment that we ourselves need. It and talks about the New Testament. If you're, if you're guilty of one aspect of, of the, the Ten law. Commandments, you're guilty of all, all of it. it. Exactly. So you might have all the other ones. You're good. But if you don't <laughs> you take that, that, one, that day of rest <laughs> and just to unwind, unplug, reset, you know, put God first in your day, give him thanks, you're actually guilty as if you've done everything, everything else wrong. in the camp. Yeah, absolutely. And so being on that whole Sabbath um, journey leading up to Finland and then like really getting away and detaching and like Finland for us, you know, you can live in a city and still be busy in Finland, but we live uh, pretty in a remote area. We live on a lake. Um, and you know, there isn't a lot of TV, the internet out there is just horrendous. So like, you know, you can't count on it at all, but it gave us so much time to really detach fish, sit in nature, listen. I mean, it was wild. We were going, the lake going to the lake and literally to hear the silence. Like, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but like to hear the silence, there is a difference between the silence in your house, the silence in a city. Versus the silence out in the middle of nowhere. And like, it's it's incredible. So mm -hmm. we were just able to do that and really hear from God. Focus on each other. Focus on our children. And man, we came back with some major priorities. 
Um, we came back with some major goals and just standards yeah. and discipline, right? We have some new standards and we were able to like just kind of cut some things that were that aren't important that somehow made it to the top of the list and Wait. now we're readjusting yeah. <laughs> and we're fighting hard. I remember when we first got back, I was overwhelmed. I think the second day, like everything was hitting me all at once. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose everything we just found. And I'm like having a moment. And Chris is like, it's okay. I want that too. We're going to fight for it. Don't Together. worry. Together. And I, I mean, like when he said that to me, I was like, oh, thank God. Because like, I'm thinking I'm going to have to try to fight to keep this all by myself. He's back in the rhythm of, you know, busyness here. And he was like, no, we are not going back. We are going to fight for this together. You need to chill out. It's all going to work out. <laughs> so anyway, that's our welcome back. <laughs> so let's talk about your motivation post because obviously we're extremely motivated after you've gotten some refreshment from Finland. Yeah, I was super motivated. Um, I like to sit time and reflect on life to see um, just where I'm at. And uh, I had a lot of reflecting time. I love uh, nuggets of truth. I love uh, just, and Nicole used to tell me, it's like, you have these criticisms and you should write these things down. And I'm like, (laughs) no, I don't want to write down. Writing's not my thing. And I found that in Finland, I really enjoy writing. And, I, and I'm not saying that I'm a great writer. I'm just saying it's... You're pretty good. It's therapeutic for me, though. It's like yeah. to, to make things that sometimes are hard to talk about yeah. or sometimes overcomplicated by life. Totally. And to just sit down and kind of make it simple. And one thing that like I'm really excited about is, is discipline. You know, a lot of people look at it like discipline is a a bad word a dirty word that hey we shouldn't talk about discipline we shouldn't discipline our kids we uh, we should just let them figure things out and really when i hear people say that i i hear what i hear is like we're just gonna fail our kids and hopefully they get out of the the failure that we're pushing them into and that sounds really harsh and and it might sound harsh but when you get a hold of truth Discipline is not about limiting yourself. It's about restraining yourself to grow. When you have great habits, when you have discipline to go to bed at a certain time, when you have discipline uh, in your in your diet, when you have discipline in your um, finances, you're restraining yourself in order to maximize your potential. I remember um, when we first got married, and we made absolutely like no money and <laughs> we were we were making no money but saving money and we had gotten to the point where we could save to buy a Kia Soul. My wife was pregnant with our first son and she had a 1997 Toyota Camry. And yeah. We got married in 2009, With no AC. and this is 2011. <laughs> so we have like a 14, 15 year old car that is in South Florida with no AC, and she's several months pregnant. And I remember several people telling me like, "What is your problem? Like, what did your wife do to you?" <laughs> You need to be thinking about what you did to your wife. She is pregnant and she has no AC. You're going to kill her. And uh, I was like, okay, but we just started saving money. But I realized because we restrained from going out to eat, because we um, 
restrained ourselves from immediate impulse of like totally. oh we had several days where we just felt like you know what let's go get a nice meal because we're nice people we're good people uh we're we doing things it. for the we community we deserve blah, this blah, blah, blah. and reality is like you do not deserve this you have to work for this you have to discipline yourself and when we did that we were able to grow our car collection we were able to get a new kia soul it wasn't new it's use but it, it has, was new to me it, it was new, AC and i thought it was beautiful right it was amazing <laughs> it, it was so great to be able to to have a car because we deserved a car because we worked for it mm. disciplining yourself is an amazing thing can you imagine what your life would look like if you restrained from the immediate now because now you're going towards something you know the difference from motivation and uh, discipline is that motivation by itself will always lead to failure it will always lead to the road of failure how many people have been motivated to buy the workout cds i remember p90x i'm like oh i'm about that you know i'm gonna do that i wasn't motivated i didn't have discipline i had motivation and p90x i'm like oh i'm gonna get my friends and what we do when we say we want to get our friends involved we're basically saying i am only motivated i have no discipline I need help, and guys. i'm putting <laughs> all my lack of discipline my lack of responsibility i'm putting it on you so when we fail together it's not my fault it's your fault so what happens is is that um you spend a lot of money on buying the vitamins you spend a lot of money on buying the supplements you spend a lot of money on the next the gear, thing the gear, that you need for, yeah. the books the self-help books instead of buying books on how to do things why don't you commit to doing things and discipline yourself to where if you discipline yourself you get rewarded and discipline is not like oh and and let me tell you this let's go out, talk about kids we all have friends none of my friends that are watching this or have had friends to where it's like they don't discipline their kids and guess what mm -hmm. everybody knows the people that don't discipline their kids and i'm not saying beat your kids i'm saying <laughs> discipline your kids yeah. a lot of times people are like oh discipline means beat it no. does not mean that i'm talking about there's consequences for action there's consequences 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 <laughs> for actions good or bad yeah. if you do good with your finances if you do good with eating if you do good with self-control guess what there's good consequences that come from that Nicole and I were able to buy a car when we needed a car because we had consequences for the good actions that we took now what if we weren't saving and what if we were just sitting there and we're like oh well well God's gonna show up God's gonna make a way and god's the one that talks about stewardship if yeah. we actually spent time reading the bible there is so much information on stewardship Absolutely. an interesting thing that it says in the gospel and this is jesus talking and this is very peculiar he said those that don't have anything they will lose more and those that have things will be given more and if you look at that, you're like, hey, Jesus, you kind of mis misquoted yourself there. You, you spoke wrong. And what Jesus was saying is that people that don't grab hold of life and don't own their life and have 
consequences and ramifications don't have discipline in their life will lose their life to the, the, the cares and the worry and the storms of life. But those people that grab hold of, that are disciplined, the things that they have, they'll be given more. Why? Because they're stewarding well. Motivation by itself will lead to failure. But motivation as in the right position, it should never be a captain, but it should always be the number one. Because your motivations will always be I'll say it this way. Your motivations will always know your heart's desire. But discipline will captain you to receive and get to your heart's desire. How many people look at life and have a bunch of wants, but they live in the I can't. And discipline with motivation will always bring you to the wants. It brings your wants to you. And I'm not talking about mental images and I'm not talking about uh, speaking out and manifesting it. I'm talking about putting the work in. Yeah. Putting the work in, stewarding your life, handling your finances, disciplining yourself, being an example to your kids, to your spouse, showing people that you deserve to be here. Yeah, I I really like the way that you um, you know wrote that post on motivation because a lot of times we think that you know I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated. If I was just motivated, then I could get something done. But motivation is just the spark. It's not going to last the way that discipline does. Discipline is something that you can count on. It's something that's repetitive. It's, it's consistent. That exactly, is consistent. And so you build on that. And so like when you go back to Jesus and the, the example that you gave where he said that those who have more or those who have much more will be given to them and those who have less, it, it will take, actually be taken away from them. More will be taken away. Interesting, like if I were taking care of stuff for my master, and if you look at this logically, obviously, if I was taking care of things for my master, my master would be proud of me and be like, here, I want you to take care of some more things. You're doing a great job over here. You're making a profit or, you know, you're, you know, doing a great job. I'm so proud of you. You're doing whatever. And then if or if I were the other one and my master gave me a bunch of stuff and it was like rotten over there in the corner or if I like buried it under something and he came back like, hey, um, what's going on with that stuff over there? I'm like, oh, I, you know, I didn't want to lose it, so I put it, I hit it, you know, like, he's obviously not going to give me more, because a few things, I'm not confident enough to try things, I am afraid to lose it, like that example, the one um, servant says, well, I didn't want to lose it, um, or, and so it's, it's just really interesting, so when you look at motivation, sometimes you just think, if I need, if I had more motivation, but it's not the motivation that you need, motivation is a spark, it's like inspiration, you can be inspired by something or someone. You can be inspired by the scripture. And that is like something that promotes a change in you, that prompts a change. It's a conviction that says, hey, something needs to change on the inside and you're like ready for that moment. Whereas discipline, you know, it's the younger you learn discipline, the better. Because the older you get, the harder it is. 
if you haven't learned it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So discipline is something that will carry you through, that will last, something that you can count on, something that is consistent, like we were talking about. Um, but I just love that because when we went to Finland, we were able to like kind of unplug from everything, kind of see everything as it really was and come back and really now prioritize what is truly important. You know, our relationship is important. Our children, they're so important. And even though we're together a lot, mm -hmm. you know, sitting down, having dinner together at five o'clock, 5.30 or whatever, and having conversation with them before they jump into their homework and having that completely uninterrupted where we don't even take calls at that time, you know, it's so valuable, those conversations around food, around the table, um, asking them about their day, you know, going to bed so early, waking up super early, fully refreshed, you know, there's just so much to making little changes mm -hmm. consistency, consistently that will last a long time that will give you the desired outcome. Yeah. So like you're saying, sometimes it actually discipline is, you know, um, it's restraining it's yourself so that you can grow. I love yeah. that you wrote that. When you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, the restraints so that you can have growth. I, it's I'm like really pruning just, a tree. It's beautiful. If you don't prune a tree, what happens? The the branches get heavy. Heavy. And and it, heavy is the head that wears the crown, kind of yeah. like. But the tree ends up suffering. It can get yeah. root rot. Uh, it can have decay and lead to death. And the fruit and that are bearing suffer because yeah. they start to like break the the branches break and they don't get the nutrients but to when, plump them up. Right. <laughs> but when you prune a tree, you actually cut a little bit back. Yep. When you discipline, you're cutting a little bit back. And when you're pruning a tree, you have a desired outcome for that tree to be bigger, stronger, and healthier. Absolutely. And how many of us, if we committed to just being disciplined in our life, would be healthier, would be stronger, would be more able to handle what life throws at us? You know, when, when we sit there, I was talking, I'm working on another thing I'm going to write about priorities. When you're talking about it's funny you just started <laughs> saying that. But the difference from emergencies and priorities is that emergencies... Uh, disguise themselves as priority. You might say, well, emergency is an emergency. Uh, how many of you guys ever got a call from somebody that they were convinced that it was an emergency, right. but after five minutes in the conversation, it wasn't an emergency. Right, right, right. It was a, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and do this for me. Mm. And uh, I heard this saying, uh, not your emergency. exactly. <laughs> and how many times, how many times are we taking other people's emergencies and that are not our ours own. and making them our, our own and we can't live life that way no. i shouldn't make your emergency my emergency mm. and you shouldn't make my emergency your emergency yeah. that's not healthy and 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 how we can deceive ourselves in thinking we think of emergency or oh my friend has a problem uh listen i'm not saying that if your friend has a problem just oh that's your problem uh i know a guy that i forget the exact way he said it because you, uh your problems are not my emergencies mm -hmm. and it resonates with me is that how many people life is full of problems and really life is full of people that don't know how to handle their problems mm -hmm. so what they naturally do if we can't handle something Let's dump it. I'm gonna now. This is your problem. Yeah. And the whole time is instead of one person handling their problems, now you got two people 
handling a problem that really, if we're in the game, we should be able to handle the problems. When we're adults, we should know how to handle problems. And if we don't, you might be sitting there listening to this and be like, oh, this sounds horrible. No, this is the best thing you've probably ever heard because this will get you from where you are to where you need to be. And it's one step at a time, just like the Bible talks about the steps of the righteous man in order of the Lord. It's steps. It's not this, and I hear so many people who never read the Bible talk about, oh, well, he wants me to take this leap of faith. God is smart. He never asked people to take leaps of faith. I've never found a Bible verse that said, take this leap of faith. But he does give us steps. He gives us that one, two, three, four, so we can be disciplined and confident to handle the bigger problems. You know, David, a lot of people look at David and and look at his life as like, oh my gosh, King David. Well, if you look at the beginning of King David's life, he was a guy who was discarded uh, from his father. His father didn't look at him like somebody that was worthy. Uh, Nicole and I were reading in uh, Samuel, It was 2 Samuel, right? And there was a a problem with the king, King Saul. He wasn't doing things God's way. He was doing it his way. And God told Samuel, he's like, listen, there's going to be a new king. And Samuel was nervous. The prophet, he's like, listen, what do you mean there's going to be a new king? He's like, there's still a king. And God's like, no, I want this new guy. And I'm going to show you this guy. And I want you to go to this place. And he went to a place and and, and he went to this guy named Jesse. And he said, listen, I one of your sons is going to be the next king. Do you know that Jesse didn't even tell David that he didn't even give David the opportunity to be the king? Yeah, and to the, be there. The, to be in a position to be picked. The other thing is that when the prophet, the man of God, looked at Jesse's oldest son, the prophet even was like, Surely. This has got this to be the, the king. Guy, he's Look tall. He's handsome. He's tall, dark, and handsome. You're hired. I mean, <laughs> this is the guy. And God's like, nope. he ain't the guy. <laughs> and then he went on through all of his brothers. And then Samuel looked at Jesse and goes, like, hey, yeah. uh, there's a problem here. Do you have any more sons? And he goes, well, I got that one boy. He's good for nothing. He's out there with the sheep, you know, twiddling his thumbs. And, and David, who was discarded by his father, was regarded by God. Yeah. And David was disciplined in his handling of the sheep. And there was a later time as David uh, was anointed by um, Samuel to be the king, he found favor with the current king. And there was a guy who was a giant, and his name was Goliath. And I'm going to just tell the story, and I want you guys to just, just track with me where I'm going with it. David was a teenager that was so mad that this giant from the Philistines, his name was Goliath, that he was mocking and saying disparaging things about God and about the children of Israel. And he was taunting them. And they came to an agreement that the the Philistines would bring their best fighter, their champion, and, and instead of having massive bloodshed, the two champions, the one from the Philistines and the one uh, from the Israelites, the children of Israel, they would fight and whoever won that military would bow down and serve the other military. Mm. Now the crazy thing is, is that none of the men 
uh, of war, none of the soldiers wanted to be that guy. But David said, I can beat this I'm guy. guy yeah. I'm your guy. And he was so convincing that a military that was weak and every day getting uh, made fun of and disparaging comments, and not only about them, but about their faith and about God. Mm. And this 13 to 15 year old boy said, I'm the guy. And he convinced Saul, who was the king. And Saul said, how are you going to do it? And he says, you don't realize. He goes, I beat the lion and I beat the bear and I will beat this Philistine. David was disciplined in his commitment as being a shepherd. He was disciplined to the task of being a shepherd. And because he was disciplined, when problems arose... The lion came to try to take a sheep. Let me tell you something right now. I love my dogs. And I know there's a lot of dog lovers that say, oh, if an animal ever tried to kill my dog, I'd kill it. Okay, believe you. (laughs) If a lion ever came after one of my dogs, I would... Sorry, buddy. (laughs) I love you. I'm with you till the end. But that's a lion and this is the end. I'm just being real. But David was so disciplined, he said, oh, when the lion's coming, he beat the lion, he beat a bear. And he didn't do it for people's glory. He did it because he was committed. He was disciplined to the task. And because he was so disciplined, I think what God saw in David that not even his father saw, that not his brother saw, is that David was disciplined to the task. And David, when he became king, was he perfect? Absolutely not. But he was disciplined with the responsibilities of being king. And if you guys become disciplined to where you can be, to who you can be, you will actually, instead of being where you are, discipline is the bridge that will take you into where you can be, to who you can be. And not only will your life benefit but the family around you, the friends around you, yeah. all will benefit because you are disciplined. And people who are disciplined succeed yeah. in whatever they do. Definitely. People who are disciplined might get knocked down. They might get knocked out. But people who are disciplined don't go to the gym because they feel like it. People who are disciplined go to the gym because they can't imagine not going to the gym. People who are disciplined can't imagine being the person that lives an excuse. And just like my mom has always said since I was a kid, an excuse is nothing but a glorified lie that only you believe. I hope you guys have benefited from this. Thank you for watching this and being a part of LOA Podcast. We're so excited. We're so committed and disciplined to bringing you content of where we are and just kind of just pulling the curtain back and what we do. Yeah, and grow with us. You know, grow with us. We're not here saying we've arrived, but let me tell you what we're about. We're going up the mountain and we want to take as many people with us 
and learn from us and I'm sure we'll learn from you. We'd love to have feedback, interaction. Uh, life is better together. Amen, all the time. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you at the next one. Yep. Bye. Bye.